Sharika Matthews, and you're listening to Orgasmic Relationships, a podcast designed to show women how to create deep, passionate, soul-stirring relationships. Each week, we will discuss topics ranging from dating, situationships, marriage, divorce, and everything in between. So if you're ready to transform your love life and shift your perspective about what's really possible for you, you're in the right place. Hi there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of Orgasmic Relationships. I am your host, Sharika Matthews, life coach and relationship expert. You know, we're here, you're here today because you have a desire to create an orgasmic relationship in your life. Whether you are single, if you're currently in a relationship, or maybe you're already married. And we talk about creating that type of relationship. We even talk about attracting those types of relationship into our lives. But today I want to focus our time and our energy on manifestation. How do we manifest the relationships that we truly desire? And to help us have that conversation today, I have our special guest with us, Miss Brittany Welsh. Brittany is a certified life, I'm sorry, she's a certified law of attraction life coach. And she brings a critical eye to the conceptualization and practice of manifestation. She, she soaks up practical ideas from the literature on spirituality, law of attraction, and manifestation, and marries them with concepts from the fields of evolutionary and cognitive psychology and anthropology. In other words, y'all, she's really smart. <laughs> Brittany devotes her life to sharing her thinking and inspiring others to create a life that fulfills them too. Brittany has successfully applied her manifestation approach for years in her own life and has dedicated herself to helping others find that same fulfillment. Brittany happily resides in her New Jersey in New Jersey with her two beautiful daughters, her dog Pepper and her cat Link. So thank you for joining us today, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I needed this today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, today has been, this week has been an interesting week. That's for sure. I can say that. <laughs> so when it comes to um, manifestation, Brittany, what is a basic understanding or a basic definition of manifestation? Because there are several, we've heard about law of, attract, uh, law of attraction and manifestation, everyone seems to have a different spin on what it means. So let's lay a baseline for our audience today. And what is manifestation for us? I like to put it as simply as it is creating a reality. So in its simplest terms, when you manifest something, you create something, they could potentially even be used interchangeably. Um, yeah, so you're just creating, which is okay. something that we're always doing every single moment of every day. Okay. And how did you find yourself into this world of manifestation, um, being introduced to the law of attraction? So I, I, like most people, went through the beginning of my life repeating the behaviors and patterns of my parents and checking boxes. So my parents come from small areas in New Jersey and I didn't even realize it because I was unconsciously manifesting, but I was basically repeating everything they had done. They were married in their early 20s. I got married in my early 20s. We bought a house, we had the kids, and I was checking off all these boxes 
And I just felt unfulfilled and I couldn't figure out why I felt unfulfilled in my relationship. I didn't feel like I, um, my the mailman's here, so if, if she's not growing. Uh, I just, I wasn't, <laughs> I just, I, and I felt really bad about it because I felt ungrateful because I had all, had all these really great things in my life. And I had had this moment where obviously there was a lot of self-destruction. The relationship couldn't thrive. My ex-husband, now ex-husband and I, you know, the relationship couldn't go anywhere if if one of us was feeling, you know, sad and depressed and couldn't figure it out. He didn't have the toolbox to help me and he shouldn't have, you know, at the time. And I, I got to a low point. And it was either release all like Jesus take the wheel moment. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you know, or somehow check out. But I had I had no other I didn't know what else to do. So I started leaning into spirituality more because I didn't have the answers or I didn't believe I had the answers. And it sent me down on this path to big life changes and getting to know myself better and really heightening my self-worth and the quality of my relationships from there. So I started listening to Oprah, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oprah, Gabby Bernstein, Eckhart Tolle, and I, I felt good. It started to feel better. And I was thinking, this must be something if I'm starting to feel better. But in my manifesting, it was still very much the Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I was create how I was creating. So I continued still creating some pain for myself <laughs> and things I didn't desire, like financial insecurity. But because I, I didn't I didn't understand how I was creating there's a big piece of this with the law of attraction and we attract things to us, but at the core, we ourselves are one with the universe, the divine law of oneness, and we are creating, we are a big piece of this puzzle. So that led me into manifesting and understanding how I create, which then opened up a whole new world in what I was capable of creating and how I, I use the law of attraction to attract you know these things that I really desired into my life. Yeah, and that is such a powerful realization that you have the power to create. You have the power to create a new reality, create a new relationship, create what you desire. Because some of the conversations I have with some women, they don't feel very empowered. They feel as if, well, this is how I was taught marriage is supposed to look like and feel like. This is what I was taught relationships are supposed to look like and feel like. I mean, even for myself, I was taught by a well-meaning elder who said that a man is going to cheat on you once and a man will hit you once. And guess what happened? (laughs) You know, so we have to come to some awareness that we have more power than than what we give ourselves credit for. And I also like what you said about things began to feel good when you began exploring uh, spirituality and and different manifestation techniques because we don't often give enough credit to our emotions. There's a um, not a conversation, but I guess an expectation for some of us women to 
to push our emotions aside, to not listen to our feelings and just do, do, do instead of leaning in or really leaning back into your spirituality, leaning back into your intuition. So I think those were two really good points that you made there. Um, go ahead. So in when we when we talk about feelings, feelings are a really good indicator of what's going on. Like mm -hmm. if you fall and, and hurt your leg, it hurts. That's a feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so it's just, you know, like the sensations that run through your body, that whole listening to your body is a really big piece. So when we're when something starts to feel good, that's an indication that it, you know, you're heading in the right direction. And obviously, um, you know, it it lends itself to attracting things that also feel good with with the law of attraction one thing that i noticed when i was in spirituality it was that i was releasing expectations to what i thought i was supposed to do at that point and i and in that release of expectations i started get you know just miracles <laughs> just things yeah. started happening yeah. in my life that that I would have never thought of because they didn't mimic what my parents had experienced because other people hadn't experienced them before they just never came into my brain space as possibilities of, of something that I could do so one of the things that happened to me when I was going through my journey was obviously I my ex-husband and I got divorced but this past Thanksgiving I found myself crying alone on Thanksgiving oh, yeah. and I was like I do not want to be it I did not want this relationship and not because he wasn't a great person but because we weren't a match and you could ask him and he would agree with you <laughs> now that that it wasn't a match we don't want the same things we weren't creating the same thing so we were always sort of butting heads and, but I found myself crying and I was like, Britt, what is going on? Why are you crying? You're not sad. So I real quick, you know, I started doing what I do and I start researching it on, you know, why do we feel sad? Why are these feelings running through me? Because I'm tired of them. I'm tired of crying for over something that I know isn't good for me. And I'm sure this will resonate with your audience if they're in a relationship that they, they, that might not feel right, but you know, they don't want to technically end it. Yeah. Um, and I, one of the things is when we attach to something. So my ex-husband and I had made all of these connections. We made spiritual connections together. We had experiential um, connections with, with new things together. We had conflict resolution together. And so we had these, th how I describe them as threads connecting us, a lot of them, because we were, you know, we lived together for 10 years. Right. And that as each connection broke, it felt sad to me because I was connected to him and I was very attached to him. And our body is meant to feel these lower vibrational feelings. And not that that's bad, but we're meant to feel that because we've identified that that was a part of our survival. This person, we relied on this person to survive and, and to live. And as we are evolutionary creatures, if something, you know, if, if that's no longer there, well, we have to recoup it because we have to survive. We're, we're meant to survive and thrive. So instead of a release, you know, I was trying to hold on to this. And so that's why I was feeling the sadness because I was still sort of like holding on to some connections between us. And when I released that, those 
you know, I just was like, okay, it's time to, I don't need that relationship anymore. I am good on my own. I feel confident. I, I feel self-secure. I feel safety within myself. Then I, I, I stopped crying, which is so crazy because yeah. I've, I literally have never cried about it since. <laughs> but it's this, that feeling was a sign that I'm still holding on to it. So when we recognize our feelings and, and identify them, usually if it's a low vibration, you can say you are attached to something. So if you're in a relationship that you know is not good for you, and you but you still feel sad about it, you're probably still attached of like, well, I might not survive without them. I might fail if they're not there. It's just an indicator of, oh, I, I feel like I, I can't be alone. I, I want to go back in and figure out how I can feel safe being alone. I, I want to remind myself who I am. I want to affirm through an experience of I paid this bill all by myself or whatever that looks like. So feelings, to your point, if you ignore them, then they'll still, the issue doesn't go away. But they're really good at telling us what we, you know, uh, what what's going on um, in our relationships. Yeah. That's really good because relation, I mean, relationships, feelings are just kind of little guideposts to show you, like you said, what's going on and bring to your awareness that something is happening. And, you know, I, I really love how you describe your connections, all the little fingers and strings that was attached between you and your now ex-husband. And as you were releasing, you felt that discomfort, you felt the sadness, and some people may actually feel pain. And what I'm seeing sometimes is sometimes we feel that discomfort or sadness or pain and take it to mean I'm supposed to go back to the very thing that caused me that discomfort, sadness, or pain instead of doing what you did and say, okay, why am I feeling this way? What is happening that triggered this in this moment? You didn't attempt to go back to it because you were already clear that you desired something different than what you had before, right? Exactly. And to bring this back to manifesting, when we manifest, we create in every single present moment. So in this present moment, you and I are creating a reality where we're recording this podcast. And it goes through a series of thoughts, feelings, and actions in each moment, which goes to the next one and then goes to the next one. And now we're compounding this reality where we're the type of people who record a podcast and have these types of, of conversations. So I, I like to say it's like a, a whirlpool of sorts of like how we're just creating along this timeline and this is our reality. And because you and I have done this before, this is very easy for us. <laughs> it feels yeah. good. It, it doesn't feel uncomfortable. It's not like, oh no, what if I mess up on the podcast? It's like, I've had this conversation so many times. I know there's going to be great value that comes out of it. So this feels really nice and easy for me. When I do something new, it's going against what I've already created mm -hmm. and it's going into the unknown. At our core, we are just evolving creatures and beings you know we used to be fish and now here we are evolved into human beings what right. we turn into what our consciousness level evolves to who knows how you know how that presents itself but when I do anything that's new it feels uncomfortable because it's saying hey we don't know what might happen and then there's like a gut check of like will I die <laughs> if, if I continue on this path 
because my intention is to survive. That's why we have these things built into us. So it will always feel uncomfortable when you do something new that you haven't done before. So if that is, you know, oh, start getting out of a relationship. If you're somebody who always had long-term relationships and this is your first time being alone because you're saying you desire to create something different, you will feel uncomfortable, period, end of story, yeah. because it's the unknown. We're also energetically optimized creatures. When we learn something, our conscious you know, we, we offload it to go on to autopilot so that we can bring our conscious awareness to other things and learn more things and continue to evolve. The, oh gosh, I'm trying to pull, oh, this is, it will, it will one, feel uncomfortable, and two, you will use more energy going and doing something new. It will take more time. You'll be exhausted. So allowing yourself time to rest and be having a lot of grace for yourself in this transition period, even if it's just changing your mindset, that's an energy shift. You're putting a lot of energy towards changing a belief, changing a mindset of what you deserve. Rest, sleep. When it feels like you're questioning it, take a nap, <laughs> wake up with a fresh mind and, and you'll, and you'll come back to yourself. Be like, Oh, right. I remember who I am. This is who I am. I'm capable of this. And then the moment comes when you're thinking about maybe getting into a toxic relationship again, take a nap. <laughs> it'll boost up your battery life. Yeah. It'll boost up your battery life. Right. Oh yeah. It's like eating a meal when you're hungry or like the Snickers commercials, right? It's like, they're being crazy. Let's give them a Snickers. Right. And that is the same thing, making sure that your body has what it needs to continue to do something new. And then eventually, just like anything else, it'll shift into autopilot. So when you have this new belief about yourself, it'll be very easy to do it. When I, you know, when I try this new skill or this new experience, it'll feel good once I've created and had it on this I, I now have offloaded it and it's on my autopilot. It's my, my default. And then you're constantly up leveling this default as you continue to grow. Yeah. I love that. But my biggest takeaway, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I recommend it to everybody in manifesting to just to sleep because when you're manifesting, you usually, when, when people talk about manifesting, they're usually saying, I don't like what I currently have. I want to manifest something else. You know, we recognize that we're the creators of this right now, but we want to create something different. You will be, it, it'll get exhausting. It'll get tiring. Eventually it won't, but yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so how do you become aware of what that something else is like some, it's easy to know what i don't want like i just left this relationship it did not make me feel good but what how do i identify what i want especially if i've never seen it especially if it was never modeled for me how do we come into that awareness so i i would recommend first getting clear on how you created a reality that you had something you didn't want. Mm -hmm. I would write down what my thoughts were, what my feelings were, and what my actions were in this relationship. Maybe I had the thought of, I can't get a man like this, or I can't get a partner like this. So then you yourself settled for something that was less because you didn't see yourself as being on the level of this quality person that you had. So, and if you don't address those things of what you believe you're worth, well, then you'll just continue to play out that, that same manifestation over and over again. The universe, you know, you'll mm -hmm. still see the people that are what you believe you see yourself 
This is when they say like it's a mirror. If you're dating somebody and you're like, you know, they're, they're okay. It's because you feel like you're not rising to the occasion on yourself. So getting clear on what you were creating and addressing why you created those things and what beliefs got you there and then start doing the belief work when you, and this is like a learning, a growth an evolution. We evolve on every single level. We very likely will play out the behaviors and relationships of our parents, but it'll be in an evolved type of way. Mm -hmm. So my mother was, you know, married young. I married young. She, I basically married someone just like my father. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and then, so I saw sort of what my mom went through And then so when I evolved and I had the same sort of experiences, I sort of pivoted from them just slightly. So I'm an evolution of my mother and now my my daughters are going to be an evolution of me. They very likely will have some similar some similar encounters in relationships, um, hopefully, and better experiences. Uh, I'm doing all of my work to make sure that 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 at the very least they're getting a step further along on this on this path. But we're just figuring it all out. The same as we don't know, you know, what's on the other side of going and trying this new skill set. So going and meeting people and then always checking back in with yourself because we only create from within. That's our creating potential. We can't control the things that happen around us, you know, the who we bump into because everybody's co-creating. So yeah. everybody's also creating their reality. But I know that when I check in with myself and, and I ask, is this what I want? And, or does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel like the high value person I am, the above average person I am, the, you know, the positive mindset person I am? And if it doesn't, okay, I, I have to release it and then go to the next one and say, oh, did, how does this make me feel? And then along that way, I start to pick out different things that I like and I can get more specific about what I'm manifesting, but opening it up and just saying, you know, what I was creating before wasn't quite great. Yeah. I want to create something different. What feel, to your point, what feels good? What feels in high vibration? Even if it doesn't feel good, then we can ask ourselves why we step back to ourselves. And then we, we, it's just continue. Everything's work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is the part where I see people get stuck when it comes to manifesting. We go back and we evaluate what, what, what did we believe to create the experience we no longer want? And I've seen, and I got stuck in this loop too. I've started beating myself up. Well, why did I believe that? Like, why did I allow that to happen? Like, I know that I deserve better, but I stayed with this person because, you know, I always saw men beat on women or I always saw um, men cheat on women, even though I believe there is a person out there who doesn't cheat on women, but you know, I know that, but I just didn't act according to that. How could I be so fill in the blank, right? Right. <laughs> How do we get past that judgmental stage into just information gathering stage? Again, here's what helps me. And I, I use this for my anxiety and now I'm no longer an anxious person. I just completely got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Every present moment we're creating. So if we're sitting in a moment feeling shame or guilt or, 
some sort of responsibility. I mean, responsibility is not necessarily bad, but if we're feeling low vibrational feelings, if we're feeling disappointment, frustration, anger at any point, we're creating a moment in time where we're feeling that. And then you ask yourself, is this the reality do I want to create? Do I want to create a reality where I'm, I'm speaking this way to myself? Mm -hmm. And the answer is always no, I don't. Especially given even if we sort of bring that a little bit further and say, I could, I mean, I could effectively die tomorrow and here I am creating a moment in time where I'm feeling shame about myself. Like it just mm. simply doesn't serve me anymore. What am I going to use this moment for? I would prefer to use this moment to say, I live and I learn. Everybody's living and learning. I'm using what I learned. I can only have the information I have now. Everything is working out in my favor. This is where I start with some affirmations to help get me back into that high vibration of hopeful, peace, contentment, uh, and, and again, just raising it back up. When we're feeling low vibration, it's a signal that we're not doing something that's good for us. Right. So then we say, I release the expectation. I'm not attached to what I should have done. Instead, I'm, I'm releasing it and I'm saying, yep, this is where I'm at now. What are we gonna do with it? And then we go to the next moment. Whenever we drop, we say, I'm not creating this reality where I'm sitting in a low vibration or I'm feeling this way about myself. I don't deserve that. I gotta be up here and then I have to just let it go in, in the present moment. I like that. I like what you said about um, if I were to die in this moment, is this how I want my last moment to be? And then take steps to raise your vibration to a different level. So are there, what are the, if there's enough time here, the range of vibrations or really the range of emotions. So we talk about low vibrational things, right? The anger, the frustration, the sadness, the guilt. And then there's kind of like a, me a medium band, right? There's the contentment or... That's good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a high vibration feeling. Contentment yeah. and, and, and peace and just sitting in stillness. This is like Buddha-esque of just mm -hmm. being at peace with everything that's going around. So it's either a good or a bad. And they'll talk about this in psychology of like, how do you work yourself back up the ladder? Yeah. Affirmations have been objectively proven to um, persuade you of new beliefs and how to reframe things and think differently. So of course, like an excitement would be really great to be excited about life all the time. But as long as you can get into contentment or just be at peace, you're still in a high vibration. I would just say that's that's where you're at. And then if you can position it or reframe it to say, oh, I learned something really great from this. All right, now we're right, we're getting even higher. But if you can sit in peace and contentment, I say that's great. Don't you know? Don't be like, oh, I'm not quite that excited yet. If it feels good, you'll just you'll get there um, while realizing that because peace feels good. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the definition you just said about affirmations. Affirmations, I think you said persuade you of new beliefs, right? Right. So when I was in man, when I first started manifesting, I thought. I think it's a very magical practice, and it is, right? When you break it down to, okay, we're creating in every single present moment, whether you're aware of it or not, you're having thoughts, feelings, and actions. Some people can say like, that takes a little bit of the magic away. It's like, oh, you're basically just living life. And it's like, yeah, that's what you're doing. You're a powerful creator. <laughs> so you're manifesting this existence. Um, so when we talk about like, I thought affirmations, like it had to be a specific affirmation. It has to be said in this way, and it has to be said exactly at this time. and 
it's not it's not about that it's about what the outcome of the affirmation is so how do you feel when you say that affirmation and this is where people when they say oh i've been affirming i'm a millionaire and i'm not a millionaire yeah well it's very likely that you were nowhere close to being a millionaire so that was such a big jump that to persuade yourself of that belief you're going to be doing that for a really really long time and you'll likely get too tired and not see results so you'll drop it you are better off getting an affirmation to persuade yourself of this new belief because when you have a new belief you have a different set of thoughts because they're mental affirmations feelings about what you say and do because you feel differently about the circumstances and you'll take different actions because you'll feel just inspired of i'm the type of person who does this so you'll create something different which is why affirmations are closely tied to manifesting if you whatever your current belief is like oh i'm such a failure well then i would switch to something not like i'm a fantastic person i'm, I'm above average i'm doing you know great i deserve the the moon and and, and all everything else <laughs> going to i am a really good human being i try my best each day that's a step up. Now we persuaded ourselves of this. Okay, well now can I see the ways where I'm I'm doing a little bit better than that? Maybe I I'll give you an example from me. So I affirm things like I am highly intelligent. I'm above average. I didn't start there. I started with I'm a really good a human being. I'm smart. So. Mm -hmm. Those are where I started. And then I, I sort of bumped up to this above average, highly intelligent. And as I was saying it initially, it felt off. But then I started thinking of ways where I am actually above average. And I like to use the example of, yeah. I floss my teeth. I've, I've built a behavioral pattern of flossing my teeth. Not a lot of people do that. It's like 4%. Right, right. right. Or um, I, I run a lot and I, I run, you know, 10K four to five times a week. That's above average. Not a lot of right. people do that. So I'm also affirming through my experiences. I'm saying it. I'm, I'm then recognizing ways it, it's true. And now so I'm affirming through all these different senses and, and you know, ways of, of doing it. And so now it was something close to what I, I believed before, but because I was doing my affirmations and I was affirming through experiences and it was closely related to what it what to what my belief was, I got there much faster. I believe that affirmations change my beliefs. I've, I've seen it to be true. Yeah. And because it doesn't take me very long to shift my beliefs because I go close to it, it even deepens that belief that affirmations work in me shifting my reality and manifesting something new for myself. And then that just, it's exponential growth from there. Well, if I can yeah. do that, well, let's do this. And I just keep, you know, up leveling. Yeah. So what, so what I heard you say basically is you have the affirmations, but you make it a step above where you are right now so that you don't do this great leap. So for example, if I am a newly divorced woman or a newly single woman and my previous relationship, someone cheated on me, I'm probably not going to jump to, um, I only attract men who want a committed relationship and want to marry me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, people, that's a goal. <laughs> no, with you. <laughs> but in this moment, I just really need to believe that I can receive some positive energy into my life. 
and that positive energy, I'm going to look around for the experience or for the evidence. And that positive energy is someone opened the door for me as I was walking through the front door this morning. That's positive energy. Somebody or maybe even a man saw and said, let me open this door for you. He was kind to me. He was nice to me. So now I know that I can have people treat me with respect. Now I need to bump it up to, okay, now the men in my life treating are treating me with respect. And that man could be your brother, your uncle, your dog. You know, he's a male. <laughs> my dog's a male anyway. Um, uh, so, so you kind of step it up each way you go until you get to where you want to be to manifest the relationship or the love experience you truly desire. And then... I also like, again, the finding the evidence or the experience to affirm your affirmation, right? Right. So when on a cognitive basis, we are, again, this is the process of cognition where we're having a thought, feeling, action, decision can lump itself in there. So we're, this is just how we process, again, each present moment. We also have this, these cognitive biases Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who's saying, okay, I only want to have really positive experiences with men and you begin to affirm that. And so then now we're, we're hacking away at a belief. And then you also, again, when these moments happen, because we're telling our brain what we want to see, we want to see where we're being treated well by the men in our lives. Even if you're not being treated well by somebody else, that sort of shit falls out of your awareness and you won't even give it your attention. You'll start to see where men are treating you well. And so the ones that don't just fall out because they're no longer quote in alignment. This would be a manifestation related term. And so again, this is just like, that's pure science of how we will give focus attention to things that we believe. So when you say, what's the experience I want to have in, in, in my relationships? And I want to experience men treating me well. I don't want to experience a reality where men take advantage of me and I'm, you know, I, I'm not respected. Then I, I begin to tell my brain, I begin to persuade myself through affirmations that, that this is what I, this is real, that's possible. When these things start to happen, I take those experiences and I embed them as me- memory as much as I can. I just sort of take like a mental yeah. snapshot because our thoughts, feelings, and actions are also affirmations of what our beliefs, behavioral patterns, and past experiences are. So if you're saying in your past experience, men were disrespectful, it makes sense that that would be trigger a thought that men are disrespectful or trigger your awareness for when men are being disrespectful. It's confirming this that helps you survive because if you know this, you know how to respond to it, which was why you kept that as a belief because you needed this for survival of, okay, well, um, if I know this, at least I can be prepared. But now we're saying that's that's not ultimate truth. We want to shift this belief, begin persuading yourself. Otherwise you'll start to see it. The men who are disrespectful, you won't give them the time of day because you, that's just, that's not in your, in your timeline. That's just, yeah. you know, they're not aligned and then they'll fall out. And the people who are aligned. So in the same way of somebody who is out of your league, they'll start to drop into your timeline because you believe that that that's possible for you. And then you'll see how that aligns with you and what you believe about yourself and how you should be treated. So this, again, always ties back in manifesting. Check in with yourself. What what are your beliefs about yourself? 
The rest of it will, will fall into place and this is releasing expectations and attachments so you don't fall into a low vibration. And then again, connecting present moment. What am I creating? How do I think? How do I feel? Okay, this is me and my, my creating potential. This is me being completely empowered to create what I desire. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and, and, and it's it's, so, it's such a timely conversation too because sometimes we want what we want when we want it and we don't always give ourselves enough time to number one believe that we can have it number two create a clear vision or a clear idea of what we desire and then enough time to let it come into our into our reality right right there's the universal law of gestation and it's like in this as simply put as we know it takes nine months for a baby <laughs> yeah. to, to create. So there's, you know, conception to when the baby comes out and we don't question it. We know the baby's coming. You know, we see small shifts. You can apply this to a relation to you being in your marriage, right? So if we're saying getting married is the end result, well, we're, we're starting at the conception. So what right. are we doing now that is creating that reality? Who are we in this moment? Are we the version of ourselves that creates it or manifests it? And if we're not, that's where the work is to do. And then just know that it's coming. We're not going to question it's coming because we know it's coming. Mm -hmm. But how long it takes that gestation period, it's not like a baby where we can say it's definitely going to take right. a long time, right? right? And we don't know how the other people are co-creating. So the future partner, we don't know how they're co-creating too. So it's in your best interest to check in with yourself and say, am I being the version where that creates this reality? And that's making sure that this relation, obviously, I mean, you can manifest reality where you get married. You find some man out there who just wants to get married tomorrow, and then you're you're good. But as we all know, those, those types of relationships usually don't work out. And it's much better to just, again, get really clear on what you want to create for yourself. That would be your ultimate. And you are very capable of creating that ultimate relationship that you desire. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Brittany. As we wrap up here today, what is one last thought you want our audience to understand about manifesting the relationship that they desire? I, I, I would definitely just recommend getting in the present moment, getting familiar with the present moment and making a practice to consciously create. So as often as you can, and for a lot of people, they haven't developed a practice of being present in the moment. So as often as you can, just ask yourself, what, do, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I doing right now? And then the more you do that, the more you come into the present moment, the more you're being a conscious creator of your reality, because you're creating whether you're conscious to it or not, you're just always going through it. So th if you can do that, well, then it, the world's sort of your oyster. It's definitely, I mean, you're, and we're more powerful than we even know. We're going to become more powerful uh, as we continue to evolve and, and you know, gain more skill sets and, and things like that. So I would just recommend getting into the present moment. Okay. Thank you so much for those last words. And, and if our audience wants to learn more about you, your products, your services, and really just get some help in manifesting the life or relationship they desire, how can they get in contact with you? I recommend two ways. So I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, Pinterest, but I recommend either going to my website or going on Instagram and messaging me there. 
on my website, I have free affirmations. So I have, it's self-love, there's a relationship and there's financial abundance. You get a list of 30 affirmations. There's an audio to listen to, or I recommend that they record them themselves and listen to themselves saying these affirmations yeah. then repeating it. It's another uh, way to, to begin affirming. And it's super easy. Pop them in first thing when you wake up in the morning, set the tone of what you wanna believe about yourself. And an ebook that comes with that, uh, that explains how they work. So we can get the logical mind on board and be like, nope, this is real. <laughs> and the more you affirm, the, the better off you'll be. So that's all available for free on my website. And your website is? Manifestingwithbrit.com. Awesome. And your social media handles? At ManifestingWithBrit. Okay. Thank you. Right. For sure. <laughs> Because some people, sometimes they don't match. So I just had to manifestingwithbrit.com and Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok, Manifested with Brit, right? Yes. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for being here with us today, Brittany. I know I've enjoyed our conversation. I've taken some notes. So I'm learning as I go here. And I'm sure my audience has learned a lot as well. And to my audience, thank you guys for joining us again for another episode of Orgasmic Relationships. And as always, remember, be bold, brilliant, and completely unstoppable in the pursuit of what you desire in your life and in your relationships. I'll talk to you soon.